With all this talent on the 2023 roster, what position battles do we need to be paying attention to? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. And today we're going to be breaking down some of these different position battles that are going to be going on for the Aggies as we get ready to head into the 2023 season. I have five today that you could argue are the most important to me, one of which isn't important, but I think it makes the team better. We're going to get to that in segment three. But the first thing we're going to start with here is the defensive line as a whole. So. I think the reason that this is a position battle to watch is because there's going to be some players playing not a ton of snaps that should be power five starters, potentially SEC starters elsewhere. That's how good I think this defensive line room is. I think that room and the wide receiver room, you could argue are the two best position groups the Aggies have this season. This defensive line, it's just full of athletes, massive human beings that are ready to do damage Stop the run game. We know that was an issue last season. Stop the run game. Get after the quarterback. They're ready to do it all in 2023. So let's break down some of these guys that I have here on this list that we need to talk about. So at knows we're going to talk about McKinley Jackson is the guy, you know, um, great player, big guy, fills in that the holes well at the nose position. And, you know, it's just your job as a nose is to just fill up space is just pretty much just exist and be there and be a big guy and McKinley Jackson does that well now the other guys here um you could say Isaiah Rakes and Albert Regis are two guys that could fight for this job and once again all these names that we're gonna or we're gonna read off here they're gonna get snaps they're gonna rotate in and out in and out of the game but McKinley Jackson is gonna be the guy at the nose position but I think these two guys are going to help and I think Regis is the guy, you know, I think he's going to have a good season. Um, and I think this whole episode, what we're really going to learn is just the depth that this football team has because it is pretty incredible. I mean, like, I'm going to read you a list of, like, five players, and get, and then I'm going to read you the fifth player, and you're going to be like, man, that's the fifth guy in this position group. That is something else. But So that's kind of how I, I, I break down the nose uh, position here. At end, I've got Shamar Stewart and LT Overton. Um, I'm excited about Overton this year. Uh, Shamar Stewart, we talked a bit about him yesterday and some of um, with PFF grades. But Stewart, you know, highly touted guy. Um, you know, the year last year could have been better. The PFF grade didn't love what he did last season. But I do think we're going to see a lot of improvement this year. But I think that LT Overton can come in and help him out. And, you know, with defensive line, these are big guys, big-bodied guys. They got to get their rest. They got to come in and out of the game. So all the players on this list are going to be guys who are flowing in and out of the game because when you're some of those big old defensive linemen, you know, you, you need people to come in and relieve you at times. You can't just be out there doing that the whole game, um, especially with how fast the Aggies are going to put up points on offense. I'm hoping that was supposed to be a joke, but not a joke. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's kind of what the end position is going to look like. I really like 
um, Stewart, like I said, I know that we were kind of a little bit down on some of those PFF grade numbers yesterday, but he's a skilled athletic uh, defensive lineman who who knows how to play his position, talented guy. I'm not concerned about him improving this year and, you know, helping this defensive line be the unit that many expect it to be this season. Then you got your edge rushers. You know, Fadil Diggs I have here. Um, Malik Still I have here. And then Anai White I have here. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, so Fadil Diggs, you know, I, I think I think he's going to be a guy who could – he's a guy who could lead the Aggies in sacks this year. But if I had to pick a player, just watching some film from last year, watching some tape, Sela, I mean, he, my goodness, that frame six six two forty on an edge rusher. That is, that frame is perfect it, it, because it's just you're tall. You can you you got those big long arms to get around offensive tackles. You can do everything. That frame that Malik Sela has, I think he could be a guy that if he had five, four or five sacks. You told me, you know, you you teleport back to today and say, Andrew, Malik Silla had uh, four sacks this season. I'd be like, okay, I believe you. I there's, it's not something that if you told me that I would believe it. So I think this room's talented as a whole. Anaya White's a talented guy. All these guys are talented, and I think that is, you know, it's kind of funny when I when I was planning today's episode, the the of course the takeaway was to talk about these position battles, but what I ended up kind of just really learning was, and I've talked about the depth of this football team for weeks now, but I think it's just every day I just am a little bit more and more in awe of how deep this team is. In this defensive line room, I mean, how many names do I have here? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's 11 names on this list, and I think all 11 of these guys deserve to start. I mean, it, truly, it's like these players, a lot of highly recruited guys, They got the ones that maybe weren't as high on the stars have been players that have developed into their bodies, developed into their positions. So at the edge rush position, I'm high on Diggs. I'm high on all three of these guys. I'm high on Diggs probably to start and to be a, the guy that can maybe lead the team in sacks, but I do think Sela is a guy. You just watch out. I'm telling you, watch out. 6'6", 240 on an edge rusher. That frame to me is like it's just it's it's like perfect. I don't know how else to describe that frame on an edge rusher. It just to me leads to sacks and leads to offensive linemen on the opposing team not really liking you much. And I think we could see that a lot. But in essence, from a lot of these guys on that are going to be coming around the edge. Uh, three technique here we got: Shamar Turner, Walter Nolan, and Gabriel Dindy. Um, Dindy, he he's a versatile player. You could put him on a lot of these different positions. I don't know about nose, but you could, you could put him, maybe you could, but you know what I mean? You could put him on a lot of these positions just because he he's a, he's a versatile defensive lineman, which is a good thing. Um, I think it, you know, where if, if you're able to kind of slip down the line and play every position, I think it helps the team, makes the team better. So um, he's a guy, even though he's third on this list, he's going to get snaps, whether it be at this position, at a different position on the defensive line. He's, he's, he's a guy, it's just talented that I could, see breaking out this year. Um, Samar Turner and Walter Nolan, to me, these guys, you know, you, you could argue that they're interchangeable. I um, I try not to get too high on Walter Nolan because I feel like it's just like you, um, you know, you get too high and then it's just like, you, you know, you, you get too high on a player and then they don't have the year and, you know, you look bad. But I just – I think Walter Nolan is going – look, when I say breakout, like I think he is going to be dominant. 
Um, you know, and, and, and don't forget, I mean, some guys, we don't, there's some, there's a handful of guys on all these lists that are part of this year's 2023 recruiting class that could be in here fighting for these position groups. So there's some true freshmen coming in. I don't know how many of them are going to get um, play time, but you know what I mean? They could come in and be, be in the three deep, be in the two deep. So Walter Nolan, you know, I, I could see the year him. I, I, it's just like I could see him starting. I could see him being first off the bench, but I just I think regardless of of what his role is, I think if he if he begins the year not as a starter, I don't think it'll take two weeks for him to be out there as playing starter snaps. So um, you know that's the reason this whole segment was the defensive line. These other two segments are going to be uh, multiple positions. I mean, I could sit here and talk. I mean, there, there's we could have more players on this list. I mean, I think there's a chance that when the guys on this list are done getting drafted to the NFL here in a few years, you could start having Texas A&M being defensive lineman U conversations with how talented this room is right now. I mean, I think this is going to be like, it's going to be 2027, and we're going to look back at Texas A&M's roster and be like, man, Gabriel Dindy was on that team. Malik Sheila was on that team. Walter Dolan was on that team. They had seven Pro uh, NFL defensive lineman on the team. It's like I think that's how good this defensive line room is, and that's how deep it is. But that's the fun of it. It's a position room that there's going to be some fighting and some battling going on for these starting roles as we roll into spring and get ready to rock for the season. So, um, I mean, or fall, excuse me. But you, so you see what I'm saying. I mean, there, there's there's a lot for there's a lot that is still to be resolved. In this defensive line room, and I, I think when I say resolved, I think it's all positive because all of these players can play, and all of these players are talented. So I'm really excited about these defensive linemen this season. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the wide receiver and the running back rooms and those position battles. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. I said this yesterday. I uh, was out kayaking with my buddy. We were uh, out catching some largies, throwing a little nettery. I got into about a two and a half pounder, but that's beside the point. Um, wore them out on the kayak. Then I wore them to dinner with my family at a nice restaurant. It's like any activity, you could wear them to the gym. Any activity that you would be wearing shorts, you can wear bird dogs shorts to do so. And that's why I love them so much. They make you look good. They fit the legs well. I mean, they make you look athletic. They make you look like, you know, sneaky athletic, like a, like, you know, they, what they say, peak performance. I mean, this, this is peak performance with these shorts. I love them. They're comfortable. You've got to go give them a chance. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. I promise you are not going to regret it if you go check them out. Yeah, there's some more position battles here that, you know, I think um, it, it just speaks to the depth of this team. And the first one we're going to talk about here is the wide receiver. And the wide receiver room and the running back room, we've kind of broken down. But we haven't really broken down the fact that some of these guys could, I think some of these wide receivers, like if you told me Noah Thomas. Now, the interesting thing about this is that, um, uh, Musa Muhammad is more of a slot guy. Anaya Smith, he's a he's a gadget guy. Evan Stewart's an outside guy. No, Thomas is an outside guy. Those are the guys that I really have slotted down to 
play a handful of the snaps, get a handful of the targets from the wide receiver. I'm obviously the, the backs and the tight ends are going to get some targets as well. But, um, you know, for me, it's like Noah Thomas. So, you know, Muhammad is, lock, is locked in at the slot. And then I've seen some depth charts that have Stewart and Thomas out wide. I've seen some that have Smith and Stewart. I've seen some that have Smith in the slot. And I think that's in the testament to Anaya Smith, his ability to do whatever you need. But what you know, the real takeaway from this position room to me, and you bring in some guys, you you bring in a couple, you brought in the JUCO guy, you brought in uh, the Division II kid, you bring in some transfers, you got some, some guys that are already on the roster. This this wide receivers room is deep as well, but like defensive, I mean, wide receiver, there's there's less hopping in and out on the wide receiver room compared to like the defensive line. Like I don't think you're going to be seeing many more guys than Muhammad Stewart Smith and Thomas. I mean, you are. There's going to be some guys that come in and out. If it's a blowout, we, we're beating the crap out of Abilene Christian or Louisiana Monroe. You're going to see some guys come in and play some snaps. But I think these are the guys and. I think you could argue this is the one a, a, a top ten, um, which it is. Because, like I said, we talked about that this week. Twenty four seven Sports said that. I don't think it is an argument. I think Texas A and M has has a top ten wide receiver room in the country, with these guys. You know, Nye Smith coming back was great. He of course went out with injury last year. There was concern that he might move on to the NFL. He decides to come back. Evan Stewart is the best wide receiver to ever walk this planet. I will. That is a fact. I mean, it's just it's not a debate. It's a fact. I'm kidding, but not really. Um, you know, Muhammad is a great player. I think he's going to make make some money in the NFL coming up here soon. And then Noah Thomas is the guy who I picked to kind of break out this season. Um, I think one thing I've learned about myself is I like tall players, whether it's basketball. Like I'm always going to get more excited about a six foot six point guard than I am a five foot eleven point guard. I don't care if the five foot eleven point guard's better. I like the six foot six one. I love a six foot six wide receiver because to me it's like. Mike Evans. To me, it's like, okay, you just throw him a jump ball and he's going to catch it because he's 6'6". Six, six. That's that's why I like Noah Thomas much. And, of course, I've watched the tape. I've, I, I saw the high school tape. You saw the tape last year. The PFF grade last year wasn't great by any means, but it was fine. And, and he's a great run blocker, which is a good thing. I think that makes his football team better. Helps create holes for the guys we're going to be talking about here in a minute. So I think this wide receiver room, I think it's deep. And I think there is going to be a position battle of who is that. Now, I know you're going to have a four deep at times in the wide receiver, but who's going to be that the on the field, every play wide receivers. And I still kind of think that is still to be found out. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see who are the guys that are out there on a snap to snap game to game basis. But these four guys are going to be those guys in general that you're seeing a lot catching passes from Connor Wegman this season. The running back room, you know, you bring in David Bailey from the the running back who who and and he the, I'm only going to bring him up for half a second. I don't think he's going to play much of a role. I think the only role he might potentially play is the kind of ground and pound, need a half yard guy. Um, so the mainstay guys here, you got Amari Daniels, Le'Veon Moss, Ruben Owens. We've talked about this time and time again because I think it's a, a massive part of this team is how good this running back room is. You of course are replacing Devon A. Chain one of the best running backs in college football last year, PFF darling, a guy who the Miami Dolphins have already fallen in love with just in a couple weeks of the OTAs. So um, then, you bring, of course, you bring in Coach Petrino. Coach Petrino is going to do a lot for this, uh, this room as a whole because I think he's going to have it be a three-headed monster. And you might see, like I said, you might see Bailey come in and, and take snaps from a um, – to, you know, um, get some carry short yardage situations, but I think 
Ruben Owens is a guy who could run short yardage plays. I think Le'Veon Moss as well. I, I think these these all these backs are versatile, which is a great thing. They're like bird dogs pants. Um, but that's a genuine statement. Like I like a running back. You know, you look in the NFL. And then you've got guys like you got your power backs, you got your speed backs, and then you've got your Dalvin Cooks of the world who can kind of do it, do it, do do both things. You've got your uh, Jonathan Taylors who can who can do both, and and I think these backs are similar to that in that they all main have a they all have an ability to kind of do everything. Now, one thing that is I wouldn't say concerning, but a question mark for this battle is who's going to kind of be the pass catching back. Um, Moss and Daniels last year didn't have a ton of receptions. It was, you know, a chain that was, that was most of his duty. He, you know, he had a a good amount of receptions last year. So like Owens can do it. All three of these guys can do it. The question is who's going to be the guy that like you throw a screen bass to, or if Wegman's looking downfield, trying to find Muhammad and and he's not there, he's like, okay, I'm going to dump it off. Who's he going to dump it off to? That's still to be seen. That's one thing. Like I can tell you my opinion, but at the end of the day, I don't think it matters because I, I think, all three of these guys can do it, and I think they all will do it. So, but when it comes to the battle, the position battle side of things here, I do think um, Ruben Owens. I've seen I, I've seen some reports these last few weeks that Ruben Owens is 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 taken has taken some steps to where he could end up starting the year as the guy. I kind of hope that's the case. I've made I've made my pitch pretty clear that I think he's going to be the guy when it's all said and done. But I would love for Ruben Owens, of course, the five-star uh, recruit this season. I would true freshman. I would love for him to start the season as the guy. But the way Petrino uses his running backs, everybody's going to get work. Everybody's going to eat, and I think all three of these players are going to have good seasons and can all do the job of a lead back if they're asked to do so. So let's talk about the cornerbacks and the quarterbacks. Cornerbacks, a position. This year for the Aggies that, you know, you hit the transfer portal really, really hard. You lost a lot of talent last year from the cornerback position. Of course, you bring back Tariq Chappelle. And then the three guys that I kind of have chopped down here, you know, and like I said, there's more names on this list. I'm just kind of, I wrote down the guys, you know, I didn't write down every single cornerback on the roster to talk about, you know, I've the guys that I'm excited about to see what they can do and see who fights for positions. So um, right now the guys that I've kind of seen chopped up is, as the, you know, is Tariq Chappelle and Tony Grimes. Then your guy who plays nickel when that's required, um, uh, Josh uh, DeBerry, you know, from um, Boston College, he's a guy who could play inside and outside out of high school did it a little bit in college, um, so I, I could see him stepping up in that position. But when it comes to your mainstay outside guys, I really like Chappelle to have another good year. Like I said, um, there was a lit, and I forget who put this list out. We talked about it forever and ever ago. But it was the top 100 players in college football, and Chappelle was, I think, like number 92 on that list. He was the only Aggie on the list. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. I think he's going to make himself some money this year. And – Tony um, McCall is the guy. McCall is the wild card to me. You know, didn't play a ton last year, had a pretty good PFF grade at Florida State, highly recruited guy. Um, you know, just didn't didn't play the snaps he would have liked. Of course, finds a new home at Texas A&M. And frankly, I'm anxious to see what this season looks like for him. I think he's a player that if push comes to shove, you know, I've seen some publications writing about the Aggies saying he's going to start. I've seen some saying he's going to be in the two deep 
And I think there's not much of a drop-off from Chappelle, Grimes, McCall, and DeBerry. I think all these guys are great cornerbacks who have – and with those transfers, they've played the Power 5 level. All three of these transfers we're talking about here are um, ACC transfers. So, you know, to me, that kind of raises the question – or no, never mind. Not Dewberry's not. He went to Boston College. Not so there, but you see what I'm getting at. Okay, now I'm drawing the Boston College. What irregard? I I have completely forgotten if Boston College. No, Boston College in the eight. I was right. I, I never mind. I was right. Sorry, I was right. But um, you bring in talented power five corner. We'll, we'll state it at that until I confirm I'm right. But power five cornerbacks um, who have played football before. I think this room's deep, and I think you know you you already have a good base with some talent that was already on the roster. Then you bring in these transfers. You of course have Chappelle back again. Um, I think the cornerback room is going to be going to be safe this year. I think it's going to be an outstanding room, and I'm not really concerned about shutting down receivers this year. I, this defense is going to be good. We already know that. We have known that. So I, I think some of these transfers. I think in the transfer portal, Coach Fisher and company did. An, outstanding job filling the net the holes that needed to be filled you know he didn't he didn't go in and, and get players like he, he brought in the linebacker the Aggies needed a linebacker he brought in some cornerbacks the Aggies needed some cornerbacks he brought in a receiver that's a position that needed to be a little bit deeper you know he didn't just go and like add defensive linemen and uh, position groups that are pretty much already filled so I think coach Fisher did a good job with the um Transfer portal and did a good job bringing in these guys, Grimes, McCall, and DeBerry, who are going to play a big role for the Aggies this season, whether it's on in the nickel, whether it's outside, no matter how they're used. I think all three of these guys play massive roles, as well as, of course, Chappelle. And then, you know, you got your safeties. We're not going to break down safety. We're not going to break down the safety position today. But I, I think this defensive back room as a whole is going to be solid. And I think it's going to be tough to move the ball through the air against the Aggies. Quarterback room, the reason I have it here, is it a position battle? No. We've talked about this a little bit. We talked about this in a segment two a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, but that's beside the point. Um, Marcel Reed is officially here. So, you know, now you got Weg, Max, I mean, sorry, Connor Wegman, Max Johnson, and Marcel Reed. You got your your guys. And it's Wegman's job. I'm not concerned there. But what I do think is a good thing is the the iron sharpens iron method that I've talked about a time or two before. That you know, Coach Fisher's made it very clear. It's I always say it's that coach speak. You know, everybody has a chance. It's anybody's job. Everybody can win it. I don't believe that. I believe this is Wegman's job. But I do think you have two quarterbacks in Johnson and Reed. That I think Johnson's a solid backup in the SEC, and I think Reed is going to develop into a great player, especially under Coach Petrino, if Coach Petrino stays around College Station a while. So. This quarterback room, the reason I, I put it here is because let's call it a battle. Sure, let's call it a battle. The exciting part about this battle is that it's just going to make Connor Wegman better. I think if you put that in his head, you say, no, Connor, it's not your spot. You're not our starter. You're, we'll tell you three weeks before the season starts, keep battling and battling and fighting. I think it makes all these quarterbacks work harder in practice. Not saying Wegman wouldn't work hard if he thought the job was his, but I'm just saying have that in the back of your head. That make you know it makes you press, and if you press, you know you got it. Sometimes you press in games, pressing bad. It makes you, uh, if you press, you you make mistakes. You don't want to. Well, I'd rather Wegman press right now than Wegman press in a game. So I think it kind of is going to help Wegman and Johnson and Reed. All these guys kind of develop into 
the guys that they're going to be. Wegman, I mean, we still have we still have to see it from him this year, and I think we're going to. But if something were to happen to Wegman, I think you have capable quarterbacks behind him, and that speaks to the depth factor that I've talked about a little bit throughout today's episode. So um, the, there's some. I mean, like I said, and then we could we could break this further another time. But there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of position battles going on, a lot of depth, a lot of positions where people are going to be switching in and out. So to where it's kind of hard to call it a battle because a lot of guys are going to be. You know, I mean, a quarterback is a battle because. You're going to have one in there more times than not. Um, so some of these positions like the defensive line and the cornerback, you're going to have guys switch in and out depending on situations and different stuff like that. So to me, um, you can call them battles, but I think a lot of these guys are going to get their snaps. And um, But there's more you could talk about. There's lots of battles. You know, What's going to happen with linebackers is a little interesting to me. That's another thing we could talk about at some point. We haven't talked much about linebacker, which is a position I love. And, I think needs a little that we'll talk about linebacker next week. That's a good idea. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. As always, guys, I just I can't seriously, I can't express enough how much I appreciate you all tuning in every day. Um, it means a lot to me. I, I love I love doing this podcast and I, I love giving you all a shout out, letting you know how much I appreciate you all every Friday just for tuning in because I mean it means a lot to me being able to make make these podcasts for you every day. It's it's truly a dream come true for me and I love doing it. So I just I hope you all have an outstanding weekend. Have some fun. And that's gonna do it. As I said, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.